This is Landed, a podcast that gives you insider tips on international business expansion. This show is all about expansion, but once you expand, how do you make it work? Arctic Wolf has some answers. An exceptionally fast-growing cybersecurity company that has opened offices all over the world and hired thousands of employees, they have first-hand experience with making international growth work. In fact, they've become leaders in their field in part because they've been so quick to pursue location-based advantages. We talked to Dan Deeth, their Senior Director of Corporate Communications, about how this fascinating global company makes growth, culture, and communications look so easy. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We're here to talk a little bit about how companies can maintain open communication and strong culture across borders. But to do that, I think listeners need to know a bit about Arctic Wolf. Can you give us the Arctic Wolf backstory, like three to five minutes? Oh, yeah, three to five minutes. Uh, yeah, tons of time, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't be too too much. So Arctic Wolf is a, is a pretty cool company. We The, the boilerplate says, you know, we're a leader in, in security operations. And essentially, the company helps organizations of all size you know, manage and handle their cybersecurity. Uh, the company's was is, is actually old, I guess, relatively. You know, in, in startup language, you know, the company was founded in 2012. Um, the, the two co-founders are, are Brian Naismith and Kim Tremblay. Brian and Kim both came from a company called Bluecoat, which was later bought by Semantic. And after they had the opportunity to like start a new business, they kind of looked at the market and said, like, well, what, where, where's the puck going? And in, in, in like in the industry and technology. And, and they really kind of honed in on like cybersecurity is going to be a challenge. And the real challenge was going to be not large enterprises who had historically kind of had cybersecurity kind of figured out or were doing their best, but really small and medium enterprises who, you know, were soon going to be inundated with a, a wide array of threats and that, you know, tackling those would basically be impossible for them. Because they wouldn't have the talent, they wouldn't have the knowledge, you know, if you're a, a 300, 500 person business, you can't have a team of on-call security experts. Mm-hmm. And so they set out to really build a platform, technology platform, and overlay the people uh, uh, and, and provide that to businesses to, you know, help manage their security. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, the company has kind of seen, well, it's been around for 11 years now, has really seen some explosive growth in the last five years. Um, you know, we're now at 2,300-ish people worldwide. Um, that's that's bigger than I thought. That's, that's yeah, bigger yeah, than like I the, the, from the from when we first started, you know, when we first chatted, I can't remember how long ago, with the, you know, the company has essentially almost doubled every year. Like, I, I'm uh, next week is my fourth year anniversary. I was employed at like 275. And yeah. so in the, in, the, in the past four years, we've essentially added 2,000 to, to, to the company, Incredible. which is pretty awesome. I thought you were going to say I started five years ago, and that's when the that's when the explosion happened. <laughs> I, 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 I got on the. I, I was I was on, I joined while the rocket was still climbing. I think still it's going up. I, yeah. I was I was I didn't have the the, the ability to to identify it early on, but uh, I knew it was going somewhere eventually, pretty pretty fast. Yeah. So so one of the key themes of this show is the importance of leadership in predicting the success of an office, and you just talked about the the initial leaders, but. You know, I think that idea goes for whether it's an HQ or international office. Uh, Arctic Wolves is a little bit of an interesting case because they've kind of both. There's there's always been an office in Waterloo and always been an office in California, correct? And now there's additional offices, obviously. But so it's is that that's correct, right? They they kind of all started at the same time. 
Actually, no. So I, I think the way we started was as, as the business evolved, so to the, the office location. So, yeah. um, the, you know, the, the, the founders had a really unique opportunity. They, they essentially had the trust in the investors that said, hey, here's the money. You, this is the problem you want to tackle. Go build it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, phase one of the office location was like, we need to build the platform, build the technical back end to, to enable our, our, the vision for the company. And so they chose Waterloo because the talent was here. Right. Yeah. You, you want to build something you build in Waterloo. So the first office was in Waterloo, Waterloo region. And then as the company, you know, eventually built what they needed and then wanted to sell an office in California, opened up and that became kind of the hub for at the time operations, administration, marketing. And mm-hmm. then as uh, there was a kind of a, a third co-founder kind of in the in the mix, his, his name is Sam McLean, and he's he's got a background of being like a security analyst and, okay. and he's from Utah. And so when we started hiring a bunch of security analysts, we hired them in, in Utah because Sam was the guy and he had the, the talent, the networking pool there. And so in the mm-hmm. early days, it was kind of like we built offices around where the founders were, but the founders all had kind of a core competency they were really good at. Kim was building the engineering team. Brian was leading the business. Sam was was doing this, the security team aspect. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so can you, can you tell us a little bit more about yeah, let, let's talk. We can talk about Kim because Kim, Kim's here in Waterloo, and you know, like, can you tell us a bit about the the leaders that helped build this Waterloo office and what made it such a kind of a an important piece of of the puzzle? But B, what are the qualities of of um, of say Kim that made this office work so well? Yeah, Kim was a was a key element. I think she was just a natural leader, uh, really good at managing people, managing teams, building products up from the beginning. Uh, but Brian and Sam, who I mentioned, also were were just here a lot. Like they 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 just like were big believers in having a team in a single location. And Waterloo mm-hmm. was the location because the developers were here, and they each brought their own viewpoint to like what if we're building a company, what does it need? And yeah. so so Brian was like, "This is the market need. This is what we should be building to." And then and then Sam would be like, "This is the the how we can deliver this service and deliver this this these, these capabilities to the end customer. And this is what we need to build." And then Kim would be the the person with like managing the team and leading the team to, to actually build build what we needed to build, and yeah. so they all brought their own kind of unique perspective to it, and and, and that's kind of like where they're in Waterloo. And, and Brian and well, tons of stories of just like flying into Waterloo and and visiting all the restaurants and like sleeping on the floor in the office because yeah, he was off in California. You know, if the original, if you look at the article of boilerplate from the company's founding, it said you know headquarters in Sunnyvale. The yeah. reality is the, the the first office and, and the genesis of the company was really in Waterloo, uh, and yeah. it, it was a bit of a, a bit of a just a not a not a not a not a, a, a not a fake. We're, mm-hmm. We we put they put Sunnyvale on it because it's like people want to work with California companies. That was a per- yeah. perspective, but really we were building everything we had at the t- at the time in Waterloo. Yeah, and I mean Arctic Wolf really is kind of a it's a unique one. You know, we we talked. There are a handful of other companies that kind of fit this description around a little bit like in some ways here or there but when we've talked to other companies for this podcast where we talked to them for for other waterloo UC stuff it's usually talking about okay well you had your you had your setup in california and then you decided to open an office here and so the kind of the the way that the leadership piece works is a little bit different because it is someone who's maybe a new hire reporting back to a head office and so this is interesting because it, from day one it was you know this this uh someone who was involved who's part of the leadership team who was one of the original founders that's that's doing that work so um yeah it's a little bit it's a little bit different 
I don't want to get into anything top secret, but when it comes to coordinating growth across different regions, you know, like that's a, that's what I'm kind of interested in because, you know, when you have multiple different offices, it's there's always going to be kind of a some degree of of con- competition or not competition necessarily, but everyone's looking for resources, right, to grow. How how does Arctic Wolf um, deal with that? How do you manage? the you know the complexity of having multiple locations that are all looking for resources to grow yeah yeah i think i think the nick uh, shatter ceo is kind of believes that like find the best people possible mm-hmm. no matter where they are right like if you want your company to be successful you just got to have the best people possible and now our tool has like a our, our philosophy around work is like we have a, a hybrid a flexible and a hybrid work policy where like we our offices, you're in the office three days a week, and we try to find the people around those offices because there's that kind of, we believe there's like that magic that happens when people are in the office and there's collaboration. But if mm-hmm. you are, you know, one of the five best AI modelers around cybersecurity data in the world, and you live in Thunder Bay, right? We'll take yeah. you because you're in Thunder Bay. And, and, and I think when you hire the best people who are focused on the mission, who are focused on like building the best company, all those complexities kind of fade to the background. It's yeah. just like, I want to work on the best things. And, and if you think about our offices now, you know, we've got in, in the Waterloo office, we've got engineers and security analysts and HR and finance and marketing and, and, yeah. and Eden Prairie. They've got all those offices too. So it's less about, you know, who does what in what office. It's more of like, mm-hmm. who are the people that are really good at their jobs, right? We want to find the best people. And, and what's really unique about the company as we've grown is that we, we are bringing some amazing people who have been on the journey at other like hyperscale companies. And they bring in a level of expertise. And, and to bring in that level of expertise in your company, you kind of got to just trust where they are. And so yeah. we're, we're big believers in, in having offices. And those are like hubs of, 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 of the company culture. We'll still just find the best people because that's how you're going to build a company and, and, and to be able to deliver and build the best solution for your customers. It's, it's really amazing when I kind of reflect on uh, earlier episodes we've done, how much what you're saying, just ref- it kind of is a reflection or it, it, it resonates or echoes what other people have said, because our very first episode was with the CEO of Turntide Technologies. He basically said the same thing, like the way they end up growing is they grow by uh, by finding people that they trust and then giving those people the resources to grow <laughs> and keep and keep growing because they trust them to do a good job of growing. And it comes down to people. Yeah, like uh, like for us, right? Uh, the first office was obvious in Waterloo, and like the the ability, the reason to set up here was like at the time the talent was here, right? You had you know, programs like UW with the like bringing in in new grads and stuff to help grow the business, and you had mm-hmm. people that had experience at like building amazingly complex systems at like BlackBerry, right? Like think of the the scale of the systems that they built. We want to the vision for our company was like we want to build systems of that scale too. But like the, yeah. the example there is, is you know, uh, our VP or SVP of security services, he's based in San Antonio, Texas. And we mm-hmm. hired him because he had the background. And, and what's unique there is that he then had a network and we've built an office in San Antonio around him. And he just ke- keeps bringing in amazing talent. And, and in that case, we, we've been fortunate to tap into a lot of militaries in that area, U.S. military, mm-hmm. and who have a lot of background in cyber experience. And so that's how that office popped up. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. We, we, we went out and found the talent. And then the office was built up around the talent. And then, you know, it's kind of like almost magnetic where yeah. if you build it, they will come type of situation. And, and those people in those locations have their own networks, as you said, right? Like they they have a, a kind of head start almost on on building something. Yep. Uh, 
so you, you'd mentioned uh, Arctic Wolf is 11 years old now. That means the company for a decade has has successfully grown in size in multiple locations, and it's maintained a strong culture. So first and foremost, can you describe the Arctic? How would you describe the Arctic Wolf culture? I, I, I still consider it today to be, it's, it's, it still feels like a startup. So maybe it's like a grown-up startup is, is like the mm-hmm. best way to position it, where, you know, the some of those, a lot of those early people who were in, you know, I, I mentioned I was employed like 275 four years ago, but the, the 275 that came before me, a lot of them are still there. So that, that mm-hmm. foundational startup scrappiness is still in the business. And yeah. then, and then, you know, we've, we've just been able to have that as a core. And then as, as Nick, our CEO has like continued to scale the, scale the business, right. We're just bringing in people that have lots of different expertise that just kind of like Adds, I, I guess, melting pot is how I do it. So we've got this genesis of this core of like a startup culture, but then you're bringing in people that have like experience in like running truly global businesses coming in all the time. And that just like helps mm-hmm. us mature as an organization. So, you know, they still have game nights in Waterloo that are kind of like, we still have beer on tap in, in the cafeteria, but also now we think a lot about like compliance and all these other things and everything, we do, <laughs> right? So it's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, you, we still have fun, but you, you now are kind of like, it's kind of like that transition from like, you know, being a new grad out of school, like, oh, all of a sudden it was just fun, fun, fun. And now I've got bills to pay that extra level yeah. of responsibility. That's kind of what the, the business is, is, is like. And so, you know, I think that's, that's one thing that's, that's been pretty unique. And, and the fact that we've continued to scale is that we still get some of that youthful energy in the business. We still are hiring a bunch of new grads, a bunch of people in their twenties who like work is a lot of your life, a big part of your life, uh, mm-hmm. which I, which I think like helps, helps keep things going and, and really helps build culture. And so do you think there's there's any clear steps that that the company has taken apart from just continuing to hire hire young and to to maintain that startup culture is is there something you guys do or you you know kind of purposefully do to maintain that culture or do you think it's something that kind of happens naturally and flows from you know leadership and flows from their their approach to things Yeah uh, this is going to be like sound like the most boring answer ever but it it's the company is really good at like gathering feedback from their employees so hmm. you know I, I one of the things i do is is i do the uh, new hire training right every two weeks i have 50 60 people coming in um and, and so when you're adding that people that quickly like you know things can change like your, your company's doubling in size like attitudes opinions can change and so they've done a really good job at just like asking employees for feedback on a on a very regular cadence and then being very reactive in terms of like if, if they if they feel like they need to pivot or do something a good example I think about is like, this is a, you know, I, I hate to always bring up the pandemic because I, I like to think that we're operating in a post-pandemic world now. But the idea of like, I would say late 2020, early 2021, right? Everyone was working from home. And, you know, they're, they're, you know one of the feedback from the survey was just like, people were just feeling physically blah. Like, just like mm-hmm. they're in their basement all day. They're in their chair all day. And so the company like pivoted to like, we're going to, you know, op- offer services and, and benefits to like encourage you to get out and be active. So at the time, gyms were still closed in a lot of places. So they like brought in virtual training and they set up yoga instructors, like all these things to like encourage your employees to, to be more active. And so there's a, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of examples of that. of just like, so like employee surveys feels like not a very exciting, but the speed at which they deploy them, the cadence at which they put them out. And their ability to respond, I think, is is really impressive. And so, when you're growing, yeah. adding 500 people a year, um, keeping up with culture changes is, is, is something I think we've done a really good job at. 
Yeah, and when they have the the dynamic Dandis d- delivering the uh, the initial message to these new hires, I mean, how could it how could it go wrong? I'll t- I'll tell I'll tell you one thing is when you get the same presentation twenty six <laughs> times a year, you, like your jokes are you only you start finding your jokes very funny. Uh, but but yeah, it's 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 kind of wild. Like if you think about it, yeah, I've delivered the same presentation or variation of it to like two thousand people. Which yeah, is, that's which incredible. Is, which is which is wild to me in in the past four years, and so, um, yeah, it, it, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> come through. Yeah. Uh, so we one practical thing we haven't really touched on so far is communication. So, you know, just I, I think if I think to who's listening to this podcast, we're talking to people who are are they have uh, an office? Say they have an office in California or New York or or Berlin, wherever it is. And they're looking to open an office somewhere else. And they know that one of the challenges is going to be communication. You know, how does how does communication work at Arctic Wolf? And, you know, like, how does the company stay connected when you know there's there's thousands of miles and multiple time zones? Like, how does from a practical standpoint, as as the your senior director of communications, I think that's, uh, you know, how how does the how is the master of communications here um, describe that? I, I I guess it's one of those things of a, the 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 communication here is is kind of derived from what it was in the early days, and that we're just a huge Slack company. Like a, so much communication mm-hmm. happens on Slack because of the nature of uh, being a global company. Like Slack is kind of this platform that allows people, no matter wherever they are, to stay in touch. And that's a few ways, mm-hmm. right? If you're working on a project, we use Slack for projects and different things like that. If you want to do company announcements, it's typically done through Slack. If you want to like stay up on you know social activities and your your hobbies, right? You can do it on Slack, right? The barbecue Slack channel and article is like popping, right? Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. U.S. Thanksgiving last week, right? That, that was kind of blown up. Yeah. So I think that's like the the primary part of it as well. But I think one thing the the executive team does really good well is 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 and I've you've seen some executives comment on this in in the news, and I think it was Toby from Shopify was just like think about how much meetings cost your organization. Yeah. Uh, and they had built this meeting calculator, and you know, if this meeting costs this much. Um, but the the executive team does a, a very good job at like being very purposeful about being uh, anytime there's a, a significant business event and regular business cadence of like getting the entire team together. Uh, just mm-hmm. because like communication is so key to like building culture. So yeah, you, you know, if a few weeks ago we acquired a, a a company, a relatively small like company relative to the size of us. Um, but you know, Nick was very adamant about like having a meeting, get the entire team together. That's 2,300 people. It was only 15 minutes long, but it's like, here's what we're mm-hmm. doing. Here's why we're buying this company. Here's what's going here's what we're going to do with it. Uh, here's why we're excited to have these people part of the team. Um, and, and even a 15 minute meeting, 2,300 people, like the cost of that is insane. If you think about it, yeah. from a dollar, dollar perspective from the Shopify, uh, calculator, from the Shopify yeah. calculator, right. <laughs> but it, it, but it's, it's an investment in, in the team and investment in the culture. And it allows, you know, and, and I think that's really important. So like, I would say Slack is like our primary, like day-to-day operations, but we still very much invest in, in, in like getting people together, having those conversations, having open forums, because like nothing supplants that. Um, so that's got, that's kind of our, our, our approach. All right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a, any other questions for you, but I, I would like to to say before we wrap up, like, is there anything that people should keep an eye out for from Arctic Wolf or anything particularly exciting coming up or or if they want to learn more about your company and, and maybe how to how to work with you um, where do they go? 
Yeah, so uh, uh, I don't have anything particular to plug, and, and my CISO will, will, will yell at me if I tell you about any of our top secret plans. Uh, but you know, articles.com, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a smaller, if you're an organization of any size looking for help in security. But I think the thing I would encourage you to do, and especially in this, we're still in a bit of an economic, like, weird spot, right? I don't think mm-hmm. everyone's feeling great about the economy. You know, Arctic is still hiring. I looked this morning, we have 98 open positions and, and that's open positions. There's probably multiple heads and multiple roles. So it's, you know, we have a hundred plus probably open roles right now. And so, you know, we're growing globally, um, wherever you're listening. And if, if you're in the Waterloo region, perhaps here, you know, tons of, of opportunity uh, uh, to, to join the team from R&D to operations to whatever. So like, I think that's the one thing is like, not everyone knows about us and in, in, in the Waterloo region. I think we're a bit of a we're not a, not a, not a, we're not a, we're a bit of a secret, I think, in the sense of like, no one sometimes don't know how big we are or, or how big we are in the area. I think Canada wide, we have 800 plus wolves in the pack and probably five to 600 of those are in Waterloo. Um, so, which is, which is, which is pretty cool. So we're, uh, I sometimes, I used to call us a dual citizenship company between the U S and Canada. Yeah. Uh, but now we're kind of a global citizen. We have a world passport, but that, that would be my thing. If you're interested in learning more about the company, artwolf.com. And, and again, if you're looking to, looking for a job or looking to break into cybersecurity, check out our careers page because there's lots of opportunity there. I mean, even just to be, be called one of the wolves is uh, oh, is reason lots, enough. Lots of, lots of wolf puns at the, at yeah. the old Arctic wolf. Lots of pack. Pack has your back uh, yeah. stuff. And, and, and the occasional howling. I, I won't howl here, but uh, some people take to the howling. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll edit a howl over top of this as though you you did anyway. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Pleasure to pleasure to have the chat. That's all for today. Is your company interested in expanding to Canada? Our team is always available for a no-strings chat with business leaders looking for information about immigration government incentives and tax credits, expansion data, talent acquisition, and more. Enjoy the show? Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also subscribe on our website at waterlooedc.ca slash podcast, or simply follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at waterlooedc. Until next time, goodbye from Waterloo.